What do we say we're gonna name this thing? Uh, the Mansfields After Dark. Is that it? I'm nervous because I know I'm being recorded. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, let's do that. Wait, again. we need a tagline. Maybe we should write it down and then we can read it so that it's a little more fancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it should be fancy? I don't know that I've ever listened to a fancy podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Mansfields After Dark, where we have conversations about creativity. After we put our kids to bed. From our school bus turned studio in our backyard. I'm Sasquatch Mansfield. And I'm Molly Mansfield. Alright. That's good to me. I think that was pretty good. Okay. So we were going to talk about something else tonight. But then this morning we got about 10 minutes into a conversation that I was really enjoying and... I just feel like we didn't have enough time to hash it all out. Damn kids. And I thought we could um, talk about it now. Okay. Let's do it. So you you were telling me that for like the past month or so, you've been pretty discouraged. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how we started our conversation this morning. Um, you know, I, it, doesn't I, matter, uh, it I was guess. so long ago <laughs> that I don't know that I could tell you. It's wine time now. <laughs> it's wine time, baby. But yeah, I have been feeling kind of... I don't know if it's discouragement or burnout or just, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot going on with our, um, with the holidays and it's been nice to spend a lot of family time, but then we've also been doing a really big remodel, Huge. which has been consuming a lot of my brain. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, just, my creative, just thinking about it. like my creative brain. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. Um, so I really haven't painted in since like I don't know, early December maybe. Yeah. I don't really remember exactly, but yeah, it's been a minute. Well, and the other thing is, I I'm at this place where I have been like really. So I've been in the a place where I've been really happy. Um, with the work that I've been making, mm-hmm. still like always striving to get better and like, you know, do the next idea. Um, but also pretty content. And lately I've just been not feeling that contentment and feeling more like I want to, I want my work to, I don't want to just keep doing the same thing. You're ready for the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And just trying to think about how I can make, I mean, we've been talking a lot about um, our goals for 2021. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we should explain. Every year, uh, we've been doing this for five, six years, six years. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we started doing it whenever Luther was real young. Um, so we we always loved the idea of making resolutions, but it never really would come to anything because you just like make them and they don't happen. And so we started putting money on it. We actually heard this story about a family NPR on NPR, yeah. and we thought it sounded really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're going to take credit for it and not mention the NPR thing. And uh, <laughs> so we started putting money on it. And, and making it, it a competition. Yeah, and then so whoever finished the most amount, you know, the most of their uh, their goals that they set. So you set three. Each person gets to set three goals. Yeah, three. And they're pretty lofty, you know, like pretty substantial aspirations. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the other participants can veto, you know, some of those goals. Like if, if they're it's not good enough. If it's just like, I don't know, stop drinking soda. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Someone in our family actually did that. Yeah. Hi, Alyssa. <laughs> Um, but so, so we've been doing this for a while and, um, the, you know, the fact that you put money on it. So whoever, whoever gets the, 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 you know, does as many, it does the most out of everybody, man, my brain is not. It's that wine. No, it's the wine is helping my brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so. That that person gets the money. So yeah. everybody pays in like $25 and then, you know, your whole family goes in on this thing. And then it's right around the holidays. You get a little extra cash. When we first started doing it, it was just it was me just and you. It was just our family, yeah. And we included our baby in it. And one time and the baby And our dog. Yeah. We included our dog in it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and just, we actually, we so we read some of those goals yeah. from that year recently, and they were so was funny. It, like, it was stop like, stop biting people? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just start being more obedient or something <laughs> like that. This is totally on you, dog. <laughs> Not on us. We're new parents. <laughs> so ridiculous. That was a really bad dog, but we loved her. Yeah, we did love her. Anyway, Dude. now now it's all ad- adults and teenagers participating. Pretty much, yeah. And we've um in- we've convinced some of my like my parents and siblings to get involved. Yeah, so the so, so the, the, the the pot is pretty significant. Yeah. But anyway, um so we set goals. That's where you were going. Okay. A little bit of a backstory. You, you, you know, we're 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 planning on setting goals for this year, and you were you were talking about you were talking to me before we were even talking about goal setting, and that that you wanted to reach the next level, like go to the next level with your art. And well, be- I was saying, like, okay, well, what does that look like? What what is the thing that you can do that will get you to that place. Like, it's not going to be an easy next level, but, like, what what what's something that you can achieve? Yeah, and I think that, um, before I answer that, 
I just, the thing that has been coming to my mind when thinking about goals is like the first thing that comes into my mind is that I just want to make better work. And, but that is like, so, and I think we, that's something we've been talking about. Well, we haven't been talking about making better work, but we've been talking about a lot this past year about, um, like making work and the, we, we've listened to the Neil Gaiman speech quite a few times and Uh been super inspired, but he, you know, he's like, um, you know, basically no matter what happens, make Make good good art. art. Yeah. But then I'm just like, yeah, but how how do you make good art? Yeah. Like you can make stuff, but that doesn't mean it's going to be good. Right. Yeah. The way that you make good art is just keep on going. You, You might be crawling, but at least you're progressing. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, continue with your, how we're, we're still on the preamble to the conversation that we had that got cut off by screaming children. There was nobody screaming. We just had to leave. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Someone's always screaming in my head. Well, yeah. So I... The only thing that I, well, it's not the only thing, but the big thing that I can think of to do to like pursue making my work get better and I don't know, just do something different, Mm -hmm. not be stuck in the same thing I've always done. Yeah. Is to do some kind of a daily practice yeah like you did whenever after luther was born mm-hmm. daily watercolors mm-hmm. that's kind of what launched this new iteration of you as an artist mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i've done a daily project um quite a few times um a few times i've done it for a pretty long period of time and then more recently the past i think the past like two or three years i've attempted to do the 100 day project and then failed in like the 20s or 30s or yeah somewhere in there i'm always like a quarter of the way through and i'm like well i didn't really want to do this anyway (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's something that i get really excited about right at times and then at times it's like this just doesn't feel right anymore or you can it may be just feeling fatigued from it yeah or it not aligning with my goals anymore yeah but yeah i i don't know i was just trying to think about um but whatever you said to me mm-hmm to follow my bliss yeah yeah you were saying i I mean i want to do this but maybe i don't know that i want to do like a daily project and 
you know, just talking about that kind of stuff. Because I feel like I can't. And I said, well, uh, before I said follow your bliss, I said, you'll make time for the things that you care about. Because that's what we do. Like, the things that we truly care about, we make time for. And the stuff that we don't, or the things that need higher priority, you know, they, they take priority. So, like, making money would be a priority for me. And so, oftentimes, the stuff that I w- would love to do has to be, you know, throttled by, will this maybe make me some money? Can I make money? Can I do this and make money? You know, it's just that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, follow your bliss. It's from Joseph Campbell. So Joseph Campbell, he wrote, um, a book called here with a thousand faces. He wrote, uh, the power of myth, uh, and a couple other books. And so who he was, well, he studied, uh, mythology. He started studying um, Native Americans and then moved on to other indigenous tribes and, um, you know, just started falling in love with their stories and, and trying to understand their culture and all that stuff. And eventually he basically studied every single religion that has ever existed and and noticed that we're all telling the same story. Every story has the same arc. Every story, every myth that we're telling has its way. So anyway, so he he developed this um uh this philosophy for one telling stories. It's helpful to know what we've been doing for you know, thousands and thousands of years. And then also, um, we, our lives, like these myths mean something. They're telling us how, how we should be living in the world. Um, and so, uh, one of the principles is follow your bliss. Um, and when you follow your bliss, it doesn't mean it's hedonism it doesn't mean that you're just like going crazy on cocaine all the time and just like getting wrecked. It's more like doing something that if you had all the money and you had all the time, you would still do it because it means that much to you. And that's the thing that you should be pouring your heart into. Not the thing that will make you money. To follow yeah. your bliss. Yeah, that was what you said this morning. That, and I thought if I had all the time, and I mean that's my barrier. Right. Is I don't have time. Right. To do a daily project right now. Um, but if I had all the time, I would be doing a daily project. Right. Because I want to work some things out. I believe in daily projects. I believe in practice. Um. Just both for like the discipline, for right. the fact that it makes me 
it helps my skills as a painter and practicing being creative and showing up in a creative space. Right. Um, but yeah, so that just thinking about that, what would I do if I had all the money and time just gave me that clarity mm-hmm. to be able to be like, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. Because prior to you saying that, it was something that was in my mind, but I wasn't, I hadn't really come to, um, the place where I, because I kept telling myself, no, I can't do that. So I hadn't really allowed myself to even come to the place where I identified that I was wanting to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and so uh, another thing that he mentions um, when he's talking about following your bliss is um, when we follow our bliss, we will often... Yeah, okay. So so the hero's journey. I think I feel like we have to kind of go there first to understand this idea. So the hero's journey is someone's living in a status quo. Like day-to-day life pretty boring. I, I let's let's just use cuz it's it's pretty popular. We can use, "Ooh, we just watched Wizard of Oz. You want to try Wizard of Oz with me?" Sure. Okay. So I was going to use Star Wars, but mm. which I'm a little bit more familiar with, but we'll try. What's your boss? Okay. So Dorothy, mm-hmm. where's she at? She's in Kansas. She's just chilling. She's like falling into pig pens. Men are pulling her out. You know, it's just like normal life for her. There's some injustice happening. <laughs> with the dog situation and the neighbor... For sure. I wasn't talking about the pig pen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely the way that they treated every single woman in that movie is really bothersome. But <laughs> um, the, yeah. So so she's just living. It's status quo. There's, there's a little bit, there's a little bit of conflict, right? Like they're introducing villains. Like that's really all that that plays into the story is mm-hmm. like, the this person hates this other person whatever um there's some conflict and that conflict leads her to like run away mm-hmm. right she she runs away with her dog to to get away from that mean lady that wants to destroy your dog right mm-hmm. so she runs away and then and then this she runs into this like uh, fortune teller. The fortune teller shows this crystal ball. Oh no, my my uh, you know aunt is sick, and so she runs back. Flanks her to go back home. Right, right, and so she she comes back home, and um, there's a tornado happening, but everybody else is in the you know in the cyclone dungeon. What do they call those? Storm, Storm shelter. <laughs> but wait, what are we doing? Because I feel like you're just telling the story. We're getting And there. everybody knows the story, right? Well, mostly. So, but but then, so the inciting incident is the cyclone's coming and she gets swept up. There's, 
there's two kinds of inciting incidents. You have one where um, it's, it's a choice. I'm going to go do this. And then there's others where it's thrust upon you. And that's what happened to Dorothy. Dorothy, that's what happened to her, was a cyclone came and took her up and put her in a different world. Mm-hmm. And now she has to operate in this different world, different culture, different something. Mm-hmm. And in that different world, she meets companions and she meets a mentor. The mentor in this case would be the witch. The kind witch? The kind witch. Glinda? The good witch? Yeah, Galinda. Weird name. I think Glinda's a pretty normal name. Glinda's a normal name? <laughs> never met a Glinda. <laughs> and I never will! Um, so, she she meets companions. She meets a mentor. Someone that will tell her, this is where you need to go. And also give her some some knowledge. Like, hey... You know, don't take off those slippers. All right. Mm-hmm. Moving on. And and she's met with trial after trial after trial after trial. And then she's in the belly of the beast. She doesn't think that, you know, she gets locked up by the witch, right? Mm-hmm. That's the belly of the beast. She thinks she's done for. That mm-hmm. timer's running out. Yeah. But she doesn't die. But part of her, her old self, the stuff that she couldn't get past before, that she finds strength from not dying, from almost dying. She gains something from not dying. Mm -hmm. A passion to... Go back, go home. Go home, right? It's a little bit easier with Star Wars. I'm just doing this for the first time, which is probably a mistake. <laughs> but anyway, because <laughs> in Star Wars, he kills his father. And so, was, you know, it's pretty triumphant. She just like accidentally throws water on a witch. <laughs> he doesn't kill his father. Well, uh, okay. No. We need to watch Star Wars again. We do. Well, there's that one scene where he cuts off Darth He cuts Vader. off his hand. Well, he cuts or... off Darth Vader's head whenever he's training with Yoda. That's what I was... But it's but it's just like a oh. fake thing. Oh, and then okay. it turns out to be his head. And then he's like, it's me! And, you know. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, so there's there's all this. There's this and that that story arc of status quo call to action thrust or answer to the call or uh, and then and then placed in a new world finds companions and a mentor has a bunch of trials goes through the belly of the beast becomes reborn as a better human a better version of the one before. So something did die in the belly of the beast. But then outside past that, they become better, stronger, and they can go and face the fear, the the dragon, which is mostly themselves. Mm. 
just that's kind of the structure of everything. Um, so we have that as well. Whenever in our in our own lives, in our lives. So we have status quo. We have all of these societal norms. We have societal whatever. We have religious background. We have, you know, men wear men don't wear dresses. Like that's just kind of like a cultural. It's changing, but it's a cultural thing that's been propagated for a very long time. Like, mm-hmm. well, guys used to wear dresses. Um, and so we have these these thoughts in our mind. These thou's and thou shalt nots. Um, and, and, and a lot of that plays into everything that we're doing. We're always processing through our culture, our religious backgrounds, our socioeconomic whatever. Instead of saying yes to the call to go on our own path and go on our own journey. And the way that you know that you're on your own journey is there's no path in front of you. You're making your own. The moment that there's a path, whenever you see a way, you know you're on someone else's. Because your path you are in a forest and you have to cut your own way. That is the path of the hero. Hmm. So, boy, that was long. Interesting. So sorry. But I, I find it very interesting. And I do think it is true. We have to um, do the hard things. Do the things but, but well, I brought all of this up. <laughs> the call to, to do something is to follow your bliss. Like in all of these stories, they are following their passion. They're following something that is bigger than them. It's a, the hero is someone that uh, fights and goes for something more than just monetary or their family, but it's bigger. It's, it's a much larger thing. It's helping hundreds, thousands, millions of people. That is the bigger thing. And when we follow our bliss, it is undeniable. Like you creating better art in the best art that you can possibly create you're going to affect way more people than you would have had you not answered that call. And it doesn't mean that following your bliss is easy, even though that that is your passion and what what you get joy from, but you're going to get into the belly of the beast. You're going to have the depths of despair and you have to die. Part of you has to die so you can be reborn into a better, more creative, more perfect version of a painter. Yeah. I I think, I mean, 
I'm sure there's going to be multiple of those things, but one of the things that I'm thinking of is, um, and I think that this is the reason that I've like not completed my 100 day project in the past several years. Um, and it's, I think that I have been too precious about what I am making yeah. as part of the daily project. For sure. It's um, such an easy thing to do. Yeah. Cause, cause you, it, it seems like, and I've definitely like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about all of this a lot. And so it's, it's not that like, I don't know. I just hear myself talking and I'm like, I feel like I'm just like saying all these answers, but, um, that like being precious with your art, with whatever art you're creating is such a fool's errand because you are saying that there needs to be there's there's this perfection that you're shooting for and and what perfection says inside in your brain is you're not enough and you're never going to be enough that's what perfection says yeah and what being non-precious with your art and just create, put it out there and see what people think about it. See what you think about it. Just move on, move forward, continue to take in feedback, tweak some things, make other art. That says, I'm learning, I'm growing. There's a humility to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the preciousness is where we get kind of pretentious with our art. Mm. That makes sense. And it makes me think of the, um, this Anne Lamont quote that I really resonated with where she says, um, perfection is a mean frozen form of idealism, but messes are the artist's true friend. Yeah. But, I've always thought of that quote and like applied it to um, more of like practical life. Like I'm going to let these dishes be messy so that I can paint tonight. Right. And what you're saying is uh, what we're talking about, about the preciousness is that the mess is going to also show up in the work itself and right um and I that's need to be okay. okay with that yeah well like i i for for me at least it, the easiest way to think about it is in more business terms and so like if i were a products company making a product I would not spend a precious amount of time trying to perfect my product. I would make it, 
good enough and then put it out into the market and get some feedback. You know, maybe do like a little test, test subjects, test subjects, no, uh, <laughs> whatever they're called. You know, they're like early adopters or whatever, beta testers, and you send it out to them and then you get some feedback and then you tweak it and make it better. And then you, you know, you're always sending it out, getting feedback, tweaking, you're always perfecting slowly through different iterations. Mm. And it's not and it's not a um this has to be perfect before it goes out to everybody. It's just not r- reasonable. Uh from from a business standpoint. And I I don't think that art is much different than that. Um I mean, art is very different than business. But on that front, I think being precious with your art is a fool's errand. Yeah, well, I think the thing that makes it so complicated is um, just like when money comes into play. Or like, you know, making art into a business or having a beautiful Instagram feed or these things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) These things that, you know, are part of our world. And I mean, that's a decision that a lot of people have to make. Like, you know, as far as making money with your art, it's like, yeah. You know, you have to kind of make that choice. But I think that when money, when you are like making a choice to pursue your art as a business or making money with it, yeah, then there's some pressure. That that puts pressure on it. I mean, and yes, it makes the thing about being precious. Um. Yeah, it makes it more complicated. It makes it harder to just like totally let go. Well, I of mean, what of like the outcome? Well, and that's that's the balance of following your bliss. Cuz your bliss isn't concerned about money. Yeah. Right? And if you're truly following your bliss, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have complications, you're going to have issues, you're going to have whatever. Um, But when it comes down to it, based on just stories, I I feel like this is why I can talk so um, confidently about it is because I understand the story arc of it all. Not that I'm like living it out perfectly, but I totally understand it. Like I just get it. What do you mean? What's like, the story arc? <laughs> well, like the 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 hero's journey. I I understand. I've studied Campbell enough, and I've studied. I, well, are you saying the story arc of this particular situation? Of every situation. Oh. Yeah. But it, it's a universal thing mm-hmm. that every culture since the dawn of man has been telling, and that's. That's how we know that it's like, this is just kind of 
how life goes in a way. Um, oh, but what was I saying? Uh, you threw me. Oh, it's okay. Sorry. You were talking about the story arc, but I was, I just needed to clarify. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when, when you're following your bliss, like you're definitely going to have some, some issues, right? Um, mm. and, and those issues are, uh, they're going to seem external. They're going to seem like I am making this work and I want it to be perfect because someone is buying it. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like an external problem. Yeah. I want to make this perfect because of person purchasing. The real issue is you want to make it perfect because you feel like your art is inadequate to charge that kind of money. And the reason you feel like it is inadequate is inside. It's it's because it's of the not an external. It's it's not an external thing. It is inside your brain. You are the issue. You are the biggest. Like you have your own dragon in your head that you have to slay. And we all have different kinds of dragons. Like, you know, some people is. I feel like I don't, I shouldn't charge this much. And some people it's, you know, I feel like I'm taking away from my family. There's all these things that we place on other people, but it is solely in, inside of us. And so the belly of the beast or the final battle is reconciling that is coming to terms with it surrendering and then there's a treasure and a reward from that so I wonder what my thing is (laughs) that I don't know well anyway yeah, I've decided that, I, I mean, obviously, yeah, I just have clarity that this, that I want to do a daily project and um, I'm going to make time for it. And I can definitely come out here and do something for 15 minutes every day. Yeah, you got 15 minutes. For, like for this project in addition to other things that I am going to work on. But but I also, yeah, I want to make this project. I, I feel like I have to make this project just be like, it's about practice. It's about a practice and practicing. It's not about making a masterpiece or right. making a finished work of art. 
Yeah, you were you were saying uh, I can't really exactly remember what you were saying, but you were saying something like, "Yeah, I just if I do something, I f- I like in the back of my mind, I feel like I should be putting it on Instagram or or sharing it with someone." Well, and, and given that this isn't going to be perfect, which kind of goes back to the being precious with art thing. Well, what I was saying is that when I've done the 100 day project before, I mean, yes, I've wanted to like put it on Instagram, but also I've one kind of wanted it to be like a work of art. Yeah. Right. Not just like a little sketch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So this time I want to treat it more like a sketchbook. Cool. These are not, this is not, I'm not creating paintings to sell. Um, You're just doing it. I'm just doing it because I want to. I love it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I follow your bliss. I think that is such an interesting thing and like uh a a revelation for me recently and so i'm i'm excited to see what happens for both of us in that world of following our bliss yeah it's very exciting to get clarity yeah about something that you just to figure out something that you want that, like I said earlier, like I didn't even realize that this is the thing that I was really wanting to do because I was already before I was even like considering it as an idea. I was telling myself that I can't do it because so many reasons. Yep. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah. Exciting. First day of 2021. 2021. Here we are. That's good. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I think I, well, just to clarify some things. Okay. I, I know that. We all live in this, you know, society. We live in, and if you don't live in this society, good on you. (laughs) But most of us live in this society with, you know, capitalism and we all have to make money. We all have to do X, Y, and Z. Everybody has taxes. That kind of stuff. And it's just a construct. Like, we could do whatever we wanted to. I mean, I've definitely thought about what it would be like to be homeless. Or to just (laughs) live in a yurt. Yeah. In the woods. Yeah, why not? Yeah, just live off the land. I mean, that's kind of the dream. A little bit. I do like the internet. Yeah. It's pretty nice. It's helpful. Yeah. But, you know, we live off the land except for the internet. AT&T comes out there. <laughs> hooks us up. Um, 
but so we we all live in this society in this uh these these frameworks that people put us in these boxes um and we kind of have to play the game a little bit but that's the balance you want to continue on your path and and follow your bliss but sometimes you you have to take a little detour real quick make some money come back come back to the bliss come back as quickly as you can back to that bliss but you want to be responsible yeah for your family of course for yourself right i mean so allotting but i think the important thing is to like make some time to follow not spend all of your time on the money thing so allotting some amount of time on the whatever is making the money yeah and then some amount of time right on following your bliss totally and honestly some time some people they're they're bliss making money they're mm-hmm. good at it mm-hmm. you know it's just like they thrive at it and that's like so not me <laughs> I mean, I can make money, but it is so not my interest. Mm-hmm. I would love if, if just like money went away and then we just traded each other like hugs <laughs> or maybe. I mean, it sounds generosity. nice, but practically, I'm not sure. I think I that life would be. Like you would probably have less time to follow your bliss because then you'd be spending all your time like hugging people, <laughs> hunting, foraging. No, I I'd be hugging everybody. We would we have so much meat. I would hug everybody <laughs> that I saw. Oh, so you're saying that? Oh, Hug, so hugging hugs, would be the currency. Hugs are the new currency. It's not that there's just no currency. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I just spilled my tea. Yeah. Like everywhere, <laughs> because you were talking with your hands. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. So we'll see how it goes. The year of following your bliss. The year of uh, yeah, being on the path. Yeah. Get on that path. But there is no path. You have to oh. blaze your own. We got this. We got this. Yeah. And you guys got it too. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>